This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Ponco Chicken. Ponco Chicken, if you did not already know, is a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine. Uh, there are stores, if you're not familiar, um, all around the Atlanta area. Uh, there's one in Marietta now. There's one in Buckhead. There's one in Shambly. There's one in uh, Midtown. They're popping up everywhere because Ponco is awesome and uh, they're like family. So um, go check out Ponco if you have not already. It is the home of the award-winning Japanese American Chicken Tender. Just to brag on them a little bit more, they were Verizon Super Bowl Live top-selling vendor, three-peat Taste of Atlanta award winner, uh, Midtown Alliance best taste winner. Just they won all the awards because Ponco is great and Ponco is delicious. So if you are in the Atlanta area and are looking to try something new and good and delicious, go check out Ponco Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. Uh, also, if you have not already, go check out chasemonspodcast.com. It's where all of my episodes to all of my podcasts are, all of my writing that I do, uh, more information on me and who I am um, and why you should be listening to this podcast and reading my work and all of that great stuff. Go do that. Go to Chase Thomas Podcast today. If you're an Apple podcast listener, go ahead and leave me five stars and a rating and a review. That's great. I need it. Um, it helps the show continue to grow and all of that good stuff. Um, you can listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, like I said, Apple, Google Play, everywhere where you can get your podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast will be there. So go do that today. Um, all right. I think that's everything. We can get into today's episode. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Good morning and welcome to a Sunday morning edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Paul Griffin of RBR Wrestling is here. Paul, good morning. How are you? I'm awake. Um, I, is it possible that this isn't a Sunday morning podcast for the listener? Like maybe this is a Tuesday afternoon podcast. Maybe I should say that like we're taping this on a Sunday morning. Happy Good Tuesday to you, listeners. <laughs> is there a Good Tuesday thing going on? What, what's Tuesday? I don't know. No. Super Tuesday's not yet, right? I should know this. That is, it is Super Tuesday, actually. Make sure you okay. go vote today. Hmm. If it's Tuesday. If it's or if Tuesday, you can early vote. Don't already, try and do it on a Sunday. Because, I already uh, voted, so. Okay. Look at Paul. Great yeah. citizen. Voting ahead of time. Look, you gotta get your priorities in check. Mm-hmm. Well, my priorities were more towards professional wrestling this week. Like, Roosh winning the ROH world title. Like, who could have foreseen that? Probably nobody, given that <laughs> ROH is not, like, a thing right now. But they're trying. I hear they're making strides to uh, get their rep back. Yeah. Um, putting Marty Skrull in charge of things. It, uh, it's paying dividends already, folks. Roar of the Worlds is back. 
Who could have forgotten that last year? Remember uh, Enzo and Cass invading? That was oh, yeah. only a year ago. That, that was feels like seven years ago. The best part about that was like they wanted that to be the talk of the night, and then some mm-hmm. random fan jumped Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame. And no one talked about Enzo and Cass. I forgot about that. That yeah. happened too. We were uh, it, we were doing this like post meetup thing with a bunch of RBR fans, and uh, I was kind of an asshole. I was like super burned out and tired already, so I did not want to be like party host. But um, we were sitting there watching the local news at a bar, and they were covering the Bret Hart stuff because <laughs> we were all in New York, so it was Damn. local. It was local um, discussion. Hmm. And then just a few months later, he turned his back on WWE again. And That's right. Introduced the AEW World Title. Hasn't he shown up in WWE since then? Mm. Or not AEW? WWE. I feel like he's appeared since that in some form. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't seem to recall. Ah, whatever. Who knows? Um, I want to talk about Super Showdown first because a lot of people had some very strong takes on uh, Twitter.com. I had a few. Yeah, you had a few. Um, My takes are the opposite. Because like everything with Super Showdown and all these Saudi shows is... uh, It could really be summed up by Bill Burr's what did you think they thought but like uh, slightly um, adjusted to be what did you think would happen (laughs) once it was announced that Goldberg was going to be a part of this and like we know with The Undertaker being there we know how these shows are built we know Mansoor The Undertaker of Saudi Arabia was going to be there and win his match like we we know kind of the deal here and people still get worked up and upset but I do understand where it's like the company just backs themselves into the corner and you feel bad because you'll see ricochet like a couple days before like uh, everything's built to this 12 years wrestling and blah 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 and i have my big moment and he loses in a minute and a half to brock lesnar gets no offense and boom done hey he got uh, some offense he just didn't connect with any of it yeah that's it's not offense <laughs> it, it was attempted offense yeah he had attempted offense where it was like oh this dude is not even close to being on the same level as a top guy in this i movie. mean what did people think like there's two options. Bailey for- Naomi got 12 minutes on this show, and one minute for Ricochet and Wyatt in world title matches is just bad. So I think less Wyatt is good, and we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a minute. Um, but in terms of the Ricochet thing, like you get two matches. You either get the one where he murders the guy, or you get the one where it's like, oh my god, this little guy could do it, and then Brock beats him. And that's not going to change until WrestleMania. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think it's the Kofi stuff. It's that where it's just, you can have Brock win, but it doesn't have to be that dominant and that ridiculous. You can have a Finn Balor type back and forth. You can have an AJ Styles, CM Punk type back and forth with him before he eventually goes down. I just, I don't think it serves anybody any good to do that. I, just, I think it's, they book themselves into a corner a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of it. Like, Honestly, they shouldn't even give you the hope that Ricochet wins because imagine seeing Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre as the main event of WrestleMania. Like, that doesn't even sound interesting. Mm-hmm. It's mainly because of how they've been booked. Like, you could have done a way to make that interesting, but I don't think uh, they even wanted to. That's fair. Um, but also, know, Ricochet think, hasn't I... really been booked strong to get into this. He kicked Brock Lesnar in the wiener, and then that was it. It was just one of those where he was thrown in where they're like, we can't do McIntyre or anything right now. We don't really have anybody else to 
throw at Brock Lesnar, I would have rather they just done a part-timer at him for this show. Like, that's what they really should do at this point, is the title matches, not the big ones, just bring back as many part-timers as you can and have them face your current part-time champions or anybody like that and just have... They probably should have done Brock versus R-Truth. Because at least that had that segment that people were super into. And, like, no one's expecting R-Truth to win and no one's going to be disappointed when he loses. Yeah, it, if you just have him try to get offense and misses on everything and then he loses, no one's going to be upset. People wouldn't... I don't think people would have been upset if it was Ray in that spot. Um, just repeating it? Yeah, like, that's just... Like, I I think the way to fix Super Showdown and these kind of pay-per-views just thrown together in the middle of other storylines and the other pay-per-view schedule is making them either not canon at all where it's just like yeah even if they lost guess what doesn't count Once i feel like that's America, what the first one was yeah or so, like the first few especially the one that they were getting almost canceled over mm. that one they were definitely like let's just get through this but now they're definitely parts like they're doing title changes and shit yeah which is a problem because i just think at that point it just gets too confusing and like clearly plans change and it's just it's hard to long-term book that and then you're like oh and by the way we're going straight to elimination chamber and then we're going straight to wrestlemania and then we're going it's just too much um but what you could also do is take it off television i think i would take all the cameras off i would make this like a super house show where (laughs) it's just um if there is a title change one day you're just like whoa what happened it's like the samoa joe win behind the scenes that's the whole point of having the cameras there is for the saudi propaganda across the world like there's a reason they're doing those shows and it's not just to put on it was just more for like the just that area and the king and everything else where you're just like it must be for i mean they want the distribution to show that like look we're woke now and we're not killing journalists like it's it's definitely the show production is part of it. Like I get why they're doing it. Cause the money is just like insanely good. And as a business, while it's not um, cool, uh, I think it's probably one of those things where it's hard for them to pass up, especially because the wrestling business hasn't exactly been like booming in the money department lately. Did you um, see that raw stat or that raw graph from this week on Twitter? I didn't. Like just the gradual five year decline from 2012 to 2017 in the raw ratings, where it's like, I think it was the la- like you saw right at the pivot point where once raw went from three to two hours, it dropped like a million viewers over like a five year span. So we're at the two whatever or one point whatever. Well, I don't and think you're ever getting back to two hours, but I think there's a better way to write the shows. But I think raw's perfect if it's three hour or two hours right now. Like I enjoy raw. Yeah. Raw is it the best place it's been in a long time. But I don't I don't know. Like I think th- if it was two hours, it's a perfect wrestling show for me. Conceptually, the way they book Raw is not good. Like they barely have storylines that if you had something that stretched from the beginning of the end, like an actual interesting storyline where you see these you do something with Becky at the beginning of the show, and then like every 30, 40 minutes she appears again and they're just like continuing the storyline, and you intend to you know, wrap that up at the end of the show, you're going to keep people watching. But each hour is like treated as one separate show. So like I think the, they used to do that more because they built it for they YouTube did. and everything like that. I think they've gotten a lot better about that. I mean, they used to do it during the Attitude Era and stuff. You'd see Austin a whole bunch. But um, well, no, no, no. I'm saying like the what you're talking about where they're booking for the hours and it's like, oh, you did your part. Good. We have our three minute segment for YouTube on that. And now you're good for the night. See you later. Right. Like the first segment is or the first hour is like the Brock hour. And then the second mm-hmm. hour is the women hour. And then the third hour is the Rollins and Owens hour. And you don't see those people in the other hours. And that's I mean, Owens bad. opened the show this week. 
doesn't matter. You get my point. They have their own designated spots. I don't think it's that. I, I don't think that's always true. It's days. not always true, but it's not a consistent thing. Like it, they don't yeah. give you reason to stick around for three hours. They don't give you reason to come back next week. It's just a constant, like the Orton stuff. They do one segment and then he's done. You don't see him anymore. And it's the best thing on the show. I was going to ask you about that. I know you're a big Randy Orton guy, as am I. So are you still all in on the Orton stuff? Yeah, it's great. It's like the best he's been in a while. Probably because he's motivated. Other than like, oh, gee, you're in a tag match against Bobby Lashley and somebody. Like, that's not interesting. (laughs) But now he has an actual angle that he can sink his teeth into. What do you think is the rationale? Because we haven't gotten like his full-on explanation. Oh, I didn't even know if we were going to get one i don't really care um is the thing is just like i'm randy orton i mean they're making it seem like he's not doing it because he, like he doesn't want to do it but he's being like, right so maybe it's going to go back to that legend killer thing like deep down he's always a legend killer that would be interesting i think that's the way to do it but it sounds like he's also got some issue with edge i don't know i'm curious if he attacks beth phoenix or does something with her um on monday uh, so the listeners on Tuesday are going to be like, oh, I already know what happens. <laughs> and I'm going to say, go vote. <laughs> um, Yeah, I just, the Orton stuff's really good, but the crowd, I mean, they're, they're really into this. It's been good. I think it doesn't help is... that he's really fucking cool. Like the moment he starts hitting his finish, everyone's like, damn, that's fucking cool. And then they get right back into it and they don't hate him so much. But like hitting people in the head with a chair, that's good. <laughs> like that works that gets him heat but when he starts like RKOing people people get really hyped into it like even his match with Kevin Owens this week was people were into Orton doing shit I think that's also just because people are into Kevin o- uh, Kevin Owens matches I mean yeah can't go wrong there well you can go wrong on other things um, like the Saudi yeah. show yeah, that's true. But so, do you have Edge beating Orton at Mania? Yes. Do you okay? I think I have Orton still winning. That doesn't make sense. It does because like Edge is broken down. He hasn't wrestled in fifteen years. I just saw him wrestle a month ago. He's no, fine. You saw him get into the Royal Rumble and wrestle for fifteen minutes. Yeah, you, you didn't see him wrestle. It was fine. He should beat Orton. I don't think he should. That's the storyline. But I think the story should end with... Like, the storyline is like, not, can this decrepit guy uh, come back for one more? It's like, the good guy needs to win, and that's how it's supposed to work. No, not always. Sometimes the bad guy should win. That's how it should always work. Well, that's like, what happened in AEW last night. <laughs> that's how it ended, right? He won. Um, Edge I win. I, I, I don't know. Why would he come back to lose to Orton? To put over Orton's legacy even more. Do you see what I did there? Legacy? Orton? Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> not the case. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's I, I would, based on what I've seen thus far, I would probably lean booking Orton as as a winner here. Where like a spear and Edge thinks he's getting his moment and then Orton just hops up and RKO's him and wins. Wow, you like bad wrestling. You're like, well, let him no-sell this finish. Like, he's the fiend. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sucks. Love guys who no-sell finishes and walk out victorious. So you were thrilled about The Undertaker showing up? 
people seem really mad about that. And it seems like one of the things is just like, who cares? Because we knew we were getting AJ and Undertaker. And this mm. was just like the first step of getting there. Like, oh, uh, he, he lost to a choke slam. Like, whatever, dude. I mean, with the gauntlet, technically. But also, like, yeah, I don't really get annoyed about it anymore. I just think it's sad. Like, I, I, I just feel sad. Like, it's Goldberg, not like AJ's least... their top star right now. And they're, like, hurting right. him. He's been booked like a geek for a while. Not even just a geek, but he's also just really good. Like, his backstage thing with Aleister Black this week was great. I love that beat down. Um, I bet the shit they do on Raw is awesome, too. Yeah. I think they just... AJ's been phased out kind of as the top guy. He's in that Shawn Michaels zone now where his entire job is like when we need someone to have a good match or interesting feud that we know wrestling fans will like just because of the name, we're going to throw you in. Also, we'll probably be getting to like, I bet we get like AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre for the title after Mania. Maybe. And like, that'd be weird because who's the champ there? Because Lesnar's retaining. Oh, I don't think so. I think Lesnar's retaining. Why? McIntyre's not ready, brother. Um, you're not watching the same show I'm watching. I am. Like, he's just not. Like, that dude... It doesn't that matter. story has happened way too fast. Eric Brady and I were talking about this, where it's just... They decide... Like, you can't book him the way you did for the last year. So how do you like, think you make him ready by having him lose to Brock? I think you give him a long match and he loses. I don't think that is good. Didn't Reigns lose to Brock a couple years ago at Mania? Yeah, and look what that did to him. Yeah. They he did. has not recovered since. He even got cancer. I don't think that the two were related. They're exactly the same. I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that you just have to pull the trigger. Or if you don't, I don't think so, then you don't make a star. I don't think you're making a star either way. I don't think McIntyre's going to be a star. He's already getting crazy good reactions. Everything he's doing he is. is and if you don't pull the trigger, then you've wasted time. Well, I think the trigger pulling person was Kevin Owens. And I think they just made the wrong choice because people like there was a story there for Owens. And yeah, I think that's a more compelling story. I think he's a better wrestler, a better talker. A but better... they dropped that at the SmackDown on Fox where he just like quickly beat Shane in a sprint ladder match. Like that was the story. And he's since fizzled out. I don't think he's fizzled out. He's still super over. He is, like, but he's just like kind of on the sidelines. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been, what I'm saying is, like, had you just had him win the Rumble, that would have made more sense, and... But they didn't, and this no. is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I wouldn't pull the trigger on the wrong guys, and I would rather have Brock Lesnar as my champion than Drew McIntyre. But I would rather... Especially with Lesnar tr- being around every week right now. He's working a full-time schedule these days. Yeah, that's great. I want him around every week after Mania, too. But that ain't gonna happen. He should also wrestle on Raw and be part of the roster. Yeah, that I mean, doesn't happen. Hey, at least he's here every week now. I mean, that's going to stop. True. So, no, you put it on Drew. Then you have he's, somebody he's else. not interesting. Oh, no, I agree. I think Drew's very boring. But what he's doing now is working. And if you don't do it, then you've wasted time and you've failed to do something new and creative. Yeah. So, at the very least, if you put it on him, you can always put it back on Brock. It's not like they wouldn't. Like, what do you do this summer with Drew, though? Who are the heels that you're throwing at Drew McIntyre? AJ Styles. Okay. Um, Probably a rematch with Brock. Rollins? Uh, Yeah, Rollins, which we've seen a billion times, so yeah. I wouldn't do that right away. Um, You can also do face versus face stuff if you want. Um, I don't know. He probably he probably should not be a long champ. It should probably be like two or three Paul months. Balor back and then, up? The Prince? I mean, you could. 
I don't feel like Balor's sticking around NXT forever. Yeah. I think once he's done with NXT, though, he's, like, retiring from wrestling. I don't know. Maybe. Um, that dude seems very content with where he is. Like, his promo, was it last week or this week where you just talked about it? Like, I've literally done everything. He did the I've done everything promo where you're like, hmm. Yeah, the, the light like, bulb you sure goes have. off. You sure have been here for a long time and done literally everything. Um, it just yeah, I me, don't. Yeah, speaking of I, I don't know bad what they're tattoos, doing there. Balor, maybe that's Cody's inspiration. Was he was looking at Balor's dinosaur tats and was like, I mean, I can one up that. At least Balor didn't put him on his neck. That's true. Can you imagine if Finn Balor put the dinosaur tat on his neck? Yeah, that'd be fucking dumb. How pissed would Triple H in that company be? Um, he'd probably be the demon a lot more. Just to cover yeah, it up. Yeah, it's like, we gotta cover it up. <laughs> Full-time demon. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a, as you can tell, I'm just not the biggest Drew McIntyre guy. And I think this doesn't have longevity. I really don't. I don't think he's had, he doesn't have crossover potential. I don't think. But it's just different. If they're looking, like, no one has crossover potential. Uh, disagree. Who has it? Kona Reeves. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't come here for a troll to try to lecture <laughs> you know me about Kona I can always Reeves. tell when uh, Kona Reeves was on NXT because um, I wrote this piece on Kona last year because the, like, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, this is this dude's getting pushed to the moon when he gets in the main roster by Vince McMahon. Like this dude is go- like perfect Vince guy. Like this is he's he stinks in the ring, but he's huge. He's got the right look. He's got the he's got a really good theme song. Like there's what? Yeah, who are you love watching? His theme song. Love his theme song. Thought I told you that was fine. Are um, you are you talking about Booger Haven or whatever? No, Kona Reeves. Are you sure? Yeah. Who are we talking? This is crazy. Continue on this yeah. acid <laughs> trip that you're on about Kona Reeves. <laughs> he's not good. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, not good. But he's huge. He um, he's just he's just someone that Vince always likes, and I think that guy is. Once he gets in the main roster, because he's just wasting time in NXT. Like, if you just throw him on Raw or SmackDown, probably be better. Um, they're going to book him. Like, he's got the Jinder Mahal, push him to the moon, brother, potential from Vince. Like, that's that dude bad. Is going to be a future champ. I think you are completely wrong in that. He will never get called up from NXT, and then one day he'll just be released. You're thinking of Tino Sabatelli. I put him in that same pile. <laughs> Like there's so many guys in NXT where you like the roster's too big anyway, but you just think about it. Now that it's on television, they have a distinct brand, everything else, like they don't need to have everyone debut in NXT first. Like Killer Cross does not need to spend any time in NXT. Like that guy should go straight to one of the main rosters. I shows. I read somewhere that that's what was happening, and then they started the video promos this week that yeah, everyone like, claims well, is for I him. was mad. I was like, this is a wait. There's no room. Maybe no. it's a quick trip like EC3 was, where he was there for like a few months. Yeah. Because EC3, another good example where it's like he didn't belong in that area. Like there's just there should be someone who's at the um, at the gates of NXT, like main roster. Like they're just checking it off whether or not you belong in the main roster. If you're a main roster talent, because like we know the difference. Like we know the are you more of like a Dolph Ziggler versus person X guy, or who can wrestle for nine minutes and do okay, and people forget and do your own thing, and go home, or are you like 20 minute barn burner with Roderick Strong kind of guy. And if you're the former. I think Kona Reeves is neither of those. He's the former. Kona Reeves, I could absolutely see Kona Reeves versus Dolph Ziggler in 2021 for the Intercontinental title. Absolutely. I think that is awful. 
Um, I'm not disagreeing, but I your your crossover talent that exists right now is Keith Lee, and Uh, uh, he's not there yet. Hmm. Let me think. Crossover guy. He's like the guy that you could put the belt on. Oh, I know who it is. It's Austin Theory. What are we talking about? It's Austin Theory. No. Austin Theory is going to be the biggest star of the NXT crop right now. That's what they keep telling me. Austin Theory is awesome. All right. I don't like the last name, though. He's got to change the last name. He's I'm not, not sure about he's, I mean, he's not bad. He just hasn't done anything yet. Except being a great wrestler and great talker and has the perfect look. Okay, well, as an NXT viewer, I've seen two matches. Yeah, that's true. Well, just watch some other stuff, and you're like, oh, this dude's going to be yeah. awesome. Like, I shouldn't have Cole. to watch other stuff to decide that. Like, He's also if, super young. He's like yeah. one of the only ones that's young that they can actually build around. Like he is. How old is Keith Lee? Eight. Mm, Keith Lee is thirty-five. He turns thirty-six this year. Yeah, he's out. Um, Not out. Plenty of people out. wrestle until they're fifty-three. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be one of them. Um, Matt Riddle's probably close. I could see it. It'd be harder, but I could see Matt Riddle breaking through. I think he's got a very unlikable personality. And then I watch him wrestle and I get angry because he's so good at it. I, um, this is like a common thing real. with me and Eric. The Goldberg stuff is real. And just the way he grubs people the wrong way. Do you think he actually pisses Goldberg off? Yeah, I think so. So you think I, it's genuine? I, I think these old guys are easily gotten to. I could see that. NBA is the same way where the NBA, they're very touchy about the, the younger guys and the way they play and stuff like that. I could see... Goldberg getting rubbed the wrong way by Riddle just trolling him all the time. I could also see Matt Riddle trying to rub him the wrong way. Because, like, Riddle can shoot fight him and win mm. and does not care. And he probably finds it amusing that this old guy is just getting angry at him all the time. I could see that. Like, Riddle's probably kind of an asshole. But it's fine, because, like, who cares? He's also just a really awesome wrestler. Yeah. Um, Shane Thorne. Why is he still employed? Sorry, I'm just on a next to you rabbit hole right now. I don't know who that is. The guy from TM61 that did not go back to Australia. Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about him. Why is he still there? Like, they still kind of... He's a him. jobber. Like, they use him as a jobber. Is Mustafa Ali hurt? No. I, they're building stuff up for him on SmackDown. Oh, I must have All those little static things that they're doing are for him. Oh, are they? I think so. Last week they had the symbol that's on his hand okay. appear in it, so it seemed pretty obvious. In my notes, I just was like, "Is it?" But who knows? Ali Maybe on this... something else. I was like, "Isn't Mustafa Ali on the show?" Um, what a weird show. Primo Cologne is technically on the SmackDown roster. Graham Metalik. Hey, he's in the Elimination Chamber. Who is? Graham Metalik. Is he really? They announced this week that the um, Lucha House Party would be one of the tag teams in the Chamber. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys... like everyone just got announced. Like, I, there was a good thing on Cage Side Seats where it was like, if you are on a roster, you you just got announced for um, elimination chamber, basically. Yeah. Uh, so why? What a dumb pay per view. Um. Yeah. So, do you think Reigns versus Goldberg for the Universal Title and Cena versus Wyatt for Funsies is the right WrestleMania? kind of dynamic no okay with that i I think the right move was brian versus roman for the title and they fucked up by not putting the belt on brian at the rumble yeah um but this is where we're at and uh i mean it's better the fiend is bad 
and I'm not. No one's going to change my mind there. Um, the act is bad. Everyone he's gotten in the ring with is worse off for it. And getting the belt off him was the right move. And them like, first of all, you had to do it, and at some point. So anyone who really loves the fiend is going to be butthurt about it, regardless. Yep. And on top of that, his first match with Seth Rollins, where he kicked out of every single move, took a sledgehammer to the head, got piled on with chairs, like that was overkill and and objectively bad it was extremely bad it was like the worst match i've ever seen and it wasn't even because like they did moves bad it was because of how poorly put together it was and how overpowered they made this character who has to lose at some point so i'm fine with goldberg killing him because at least goldberg is an established talent that has killed people like him and brock also like goldberg match i'm not gonna feel bad about it i like goldberg i mean i like goldberg too but i get why people are mad but that should but, have like, been people who are losing their mind. Like, oh my god, they they ruined Bray Wyatt. And I'm like, Bray Wyatt was already ruined a long time ago. Also, I, have you ever watched a Bray Wyatt match? Like the yeah, thing about Bray Wyatt, he doesn't is, do good matches. No, he's just not good. And you're like, well, remember the Miz Bray Wyatt? Like the we, actual we are Bray in the Wyatt. minority here. It was terrible. People, people love Bray Wyatt, and it's so weird. I, I guess just understand. because he's a different character, but. It, it, his matches are rough to sit through yes. up until recently. His promos have been rough to sit through. I think that if you want to fix this character, I think you take him back to a more human Bray Wyatt, not even a cartoony one. And then you use the fiend as his demon that he brings out for SummerSlam or um, fire. Him. What if you uh, get this? What if you just um, release him? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, just let's move on. I, I can't do this. Go lead the dark because- order. Perfect. Whatever. Don't care. Get him off my television because I just <sighs> Bray Wyatt deserves a lot of credit for being able to reinvent himself the way he did because this is easily a character that could have been a comedy drama that fizzles out after a week, like the whole Funhouse stuff. Mm-hmm. Like could have easily gone the other way, and he built something big. Like he was a top merch seller. Like Bray Wyatt deserves a lot of credit for what he did with that character and getting it over as he did, turning it into as big of a thing as he did. Because people were chomping at the bit for him to be treated as a top guy once this new character died. I mean, he like, should have won the, the... That Hell in a Cell uh, match should not have been a DQ, and it should not have gone the way it did. He should have just beat Seth there. That's not his fault. So, like, no. you have to look at it where you're like, how much of this was his fault? How much of it was just the company didn't know how to book him? And I think that was part of the issue. Because he never needed the title anyway. Like, when they put the title on Bray months ago, we were like, this is too soon. Like, No, it was too be t- late. No, I thought it was too soon because I didn't think he needed Because remember, he got the title not long after he debuted The Fiend, right? They were striking while the iron was hot, but the problem was it was after the Hell in the Cell match. Like, he was, yeah. that was a DQ, and then he won it randomly at Super Showdown. Yep. And he should have won it at the Cell. And I then, think he should have won it either way. And I then he still should have lost a title Bryant. match. Because I remember writing at the time, it's like, there's no reason to put Bray Wyatt in a title match right now. Because it just hurt Seth Rollins because people want... Because Seth Rollins was not a heel at this point. No, he was, he was still a baby, baby face, but they had and, nothing else. Right. That's not Seth Rollins or Bray Wyatt's fault, but I just wouldn't have gone down that road. And it backed them into a corner, which WWE does all the time. And here we are. I, I think there was a lot of ways that this still could have worked out, but I think a lot of it wasn't in Bray Wyatt's hands. And I just... I, I, I think, think you should have done... There's a lot of pro wrestling fans that think he's a good wrestler. And I just... I don't... I'm like, show me. Give me like five Bray Wyatt matches that you were like, what a bang. Well, there's this not was. five. 
but they'll say Daniel Bryan get, had a good match with him. And it's I'm like, like Daniel no Bryan shit. has a good match with everybody. Yeah. He had a good match with Curtis Axel this week. Who he like handpicks, by the way. I like yeah, that story I, I, of Daniel Bryan just handpicks guys now. He's Slater. I mean, I if he's got nothing going Slater. on. If he's got nothing going on and they have no plans for him, they should just let him dictate what he wants to do. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to build to a match with Drew Gulak and see if we can get this guy over. That's cool. Good company guy. And also those segments are good. Like him, he Slater with him backstage last week. Very much enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, he Slater's very good. He Slater is great. Why is he Slater not on television every week? You've got to be able to find a role for him. He should be like the Orange Cassidy of WWE. I, th- I think we were talking about it on RBR this week, but it was like, remember how good he Slater and Rhino were as a team? Yeah, they were over. Yeah, fucking great. And all those segments they would do. Mm-hmm. So good. Imagine thinking Rhino was great at that time. And he was. That was a great tag team. Yeah. I don't know. He Slater's very good. Were they the first SmackDown tag team champions ever? Yeah, well, since the rebrand split. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think they were. They won the belts first. Yeah. Hmm. Where is Rhino? Back in Impact, where he's always been, it feels like? I thought he showed up some. I think it was Impact, yeah. I think he was running for mayor at one point. He was running for mayor when he was in WWE. Yeah. What a weird career. Damn, we could have had Mayor Rhino and then presidential candidate Mayor Rhino. Could he, and then he could have tagged up with uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, that would have been bad. Because um, Jesse Ventura is a lunatic. But very entertaining in interviews. If you go down a rabbit hole of Jesse Ventura interviews, you're like, this oh, is anytime he's on Howard Stern is must listen. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's, I, I'm always listening to Howard's like, what Jesse do you do? He's like, well, I don't have a cell phone and I live <laughs> off the grid in Mexico because the government's watching. <laughs> like, okay. He's a must listen. I miss Love his conspiracy theory TV show. That he's was a, a great show. Yeah. He's, he's great. Um, if I were to tell you that Miz and Morrison won the tag titles, but have also lost every other match they've been in for the last month. Would you believe me? Yeah, and I'd be fine with it. Okay, well, that's true. Because, like, this is not AEW. They don't have a ranking system. <laughs> and they should, though. It at least makes things make sense. Like, why are your champions losing clean the week? I mean, I mean the day after they lost. They, just they got the their contendership, and then they won the titles. That's the match that counts. That just and doesn't make any sense. It's not great, but also... They're not supposed to be like this dominant team. They're chicken. You don't have to be dominant, but like when you're on top, you should have some sort of. They're like, probably also winning the chamber, so it helps to like establish them. You're they're creating the idea that they could lose, so the Usos beating them, um, is fine. It's also not like it's not like the Lucha House Party beat them. I guess like I it's the know. Usos who did like a Canadian Destroyer off the top rope into a splash. Did you see that match? Yes. That was, was insane. But what a ridiculous it, finish. Yeah, it was good. The Usos, also very good. I think you I think they need to do the Usos, uh, the New Day, and Miz and Morrison in a TLC match at Mania. Everybody oh, like else is that. out. That's it. Those that's your three teams. And I like this. And you just kind and of you try don't to do a raw tag that. title match. I think you keep that off. Uh, who's Raw Tag Titles? Uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Or just Murphy now. I think... What would I do there? I think you would... I would do a triple threat tag there, too. But yeah. I would... Um, the Viking Raiders and... I would have Rollins and Murphy lose to the Street Profits for the belts. And then you do AOP, Street Profits, and... Um, 
Viking Raiders and you let whoever, like give them 20 minutes and treat it like it's an NXT match. Cause those guys all had killer NXT matches, but it wouldn't make it TLC. But I feel like WWE would feel they have to, if they have one, they have to do the other one the same way. Well, you know how many matches are penciled in for the card right now, right? That's fine. I don't care. No, I 16. like WrestleMania to take my, but I like WrestleMania to take my entire day. 16 matches. Yeah, that's fine. I will watch all of them. I'll eat Buffalo wings and I'll sit on my couch and I'll watch WrestleMania all day. and It'll be fun. 16. I don't care. Everyone's like, oh, WrestleMania is too long. And like, I mean, WrestleMania sucks now. Like, I'll just go I like tell it. you. I, I grew don't up with care. it. I loved it. Like, WrestleMania in Hollywood, 21, all that kind of stuff. Like, I loved it being a breeze, like, two or three hours. Like, there were five big matches. That is absolutely my preference. That is a much better. It's a more enjoyable experience. I don't want WrestleMania to take my whole day. The I think it would suck if it was a nine hour experience. I no, feel like I the Super Bowl is a nine hour experience. The whole it's day not. is taken it's over three by Super hours. Bowl. It feels like an eternity. Um, but I'm also not a football fan, so I legit feels like I'm just slowly dying watching yeah, it. Yeah, just because you don't like the the, the sport in general. Uh, I think my only issue with WrestleMania is it's more everyone has to get on the card. If it was 16 matches and each match had a reason to be there, I'd be happy about it. But when like two of them are just clusterfuck battle royals so everyone gets a little paycheck, like that's not cool. It needs to be these people have a feud and they have to blow it off here. Like I think Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan probably deserves uh, an early match on the card, if not the pre-show. But they should not be part of some clusterfuck battle royal to get a paycheck. Like if there's a storyline involved, they should be on the card. If it's anything else, you didn't make it this year. Better luck next year. What if they did uh, Humberto versus um, um, Angel Garza? No. What if uh, they do that every? Uh, he's been away for a little bit. What if they did uh, Andrade? Yeah. What if they did Andrade versus Humberto for the first time ever at Mania? I don't think that's. I think that's already happened. Uh, I don't think so. I feel like I've seen that match already. Yeah, it, it happened on Raw for like a month straight. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what you do with those guys, but uh, they're all great. They had a great match this week. Cool I'm spot. looking forward to this. Angel match Garza too. is uh, Angel Garza is the star. Like he's going to be good. I feel like if you're comparing them to Eddie and Chavo, Angel Garza is the Eddie and Chavo is Umberto. I would agree. Also, people that keep saying or uh, Umberto's like hot, I don't get it. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, he's so attractive. I'm like, this guy. Mm. His uh, entrance is a banger. I think it sucks. Oh, I love I, his intro. I think his Angel whole Garza's music lame. is god awful. Angel's, I mean, most new talents' music is terrible because I don't know who's doing it, but they're all like, especially the women's music in NXT and stuff like that. You're just like, what the hell is this? this I think some terrible. of them are fine, but no one can like Sasha Banks's theme is unreasonably good. Uh, it makes her feel like the biggest star in the company because she has licensed music, and her entrance is just exceptional. They need to start bringing back like actual bands making songs. So you're ready for Bailey versus Sasha at WrestleMania? Sure. I mean, if they're finally going to do it and they have a reason to do it, I hope it's I mean, something. What else where, are they going to do? I hope Sasha stays the heel, and it's like Bailey realizes that she was wrong, and she goes back to being old Bailey with a little edge. Because mm. her current theme song is fucking garbage. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, and I I don't know if this. I think this new character has helped her grow as a per, uh, performer a lot, but I don't think this is it. Yeah. And I feel is like there, Sasha should be the heel. 
what is the number one mania match that you're looking forward to right now? Um, not there yet. No, <laughs> I don't really. I, I just like the concept of the show, but, um, I don't, for me, it's Reigns Goldberg. I'm just curious how they do this. I think that'll probably be like five minutes and it'll be Spears and then Roman will win. Yeah. Which is to me, I think a- after mania, when you get the belts on drew and Roman, then you can finally start going back to like, we're having real matches for the titles now at every yeah. show. And the champions are on every show. And I think it's going to be treated as a reset. Um, also, people are going to cheer. Like, this is going to be the first time Roman Reigns has gotten universally cheered for winning a big-time WrestleMania match I don't, in his career. I don't think they are. I think people are going to shit on it, especially because they already started shitting on Goldberg this week. Well, what I'm saying is, like, I don't think they want Goldberg to win. So I think this is one where they're like, oh, no, we want Reigns to take the belt off Goldberg. I think he actually is in a position now. Because I think they would have shit on it if it was Wyatt and he went over The Fiend at WrestleMania and been the one to spear him 19 times. I think that would have been a bummer. But I do think... Goldberg will actually elicit universal uh, cheers from the crowd. I, I really do think Reigns Goldberg is the right guy for him. Um, other than Daniel Bryan, who also would have been the good one, because then you could close the show with them shaking hands <laughs> and be yeah. like, great match. All well, he did that stuff. already. I, th- I don't think you would have closed with it, but I mean, that would have been different because what people... is the last match? Do you think uh, Drew and Brock? No way. Absolutely yeah. not. You think they're ending this show with Drew McIntyre hoisting yeah, the... I do. No way. He won what? the Rumble and he keeps talking about the main event. No. Unless they do that shit like they did last year where uh, Brock comes out early and he's like, I want to have my match now. And then Zero be done chance. for the day. I, I think we need to reconvene after WrestleMania. Oh my God. So you I will... be like, I can't believe they did everything you said. I will lose my shit. What do you think is going to close it? Brock and... Or Goldberg and Reigns? Yeah. I, I could see them doing that, but I still feel like Drew and Lesnar is the way to do it. You're at like any, like whoever pitches McIntyre winning the belt going on last is, Oh, Oh, I mean, no, it, thanks. Oh, honestly though. Yeah, they should. A dark horse is Rhea versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, uh, that one wouldn't shock me. I they would not, happen, but it would not shock the me at all. Title. Vince is still in charge. I think Vince loves Charlotte more than like the, just the idea of the NXT title. So I think if he, it's not, that's not your main event. Charlotte's not even that good. I don't think she is either, but I think Vince and this company value Charlotte to an unreal degree. Even Becky and Shane is a bigger match. God, that match is going to blow. I don't, I don't want so. any of this. I think that match is going to be really good. No, you know what was good? The one that they already blew off. Rhonda. Asuka. No, Oscar oh. and Becky have the best chemistry of anyone she works with. And they're like unreasonably good. And I'm glad that I got to see that in person this year. Oh, you Um, were there for that? Yeah. And last year was the, the rumble match was my favorite match of the year. Um, they're fucking great. And I think, uh, I don't know if Shayna beats Becky. I don't know if you keep it on. I guess you would keep it on Becky, especially if you can have like, if you can get Rhonda the night after mania and you go back to that feud, you have a hot summer program. What I would do is have Becky retain, and then that Monday after Raw, have Bianca Belair debut and attack Becky. But Bianca's going to be going after Charlotte, because Charlotte broke her ankle this week. So you care. Well, I mean, her husband's on Raw. Yeah, and I think Charlotte's it may, on it, Raw. I think Raw needs her more than uh, SmackDown. Or NXT, she's going right? to end up on Raw, that's for sure. And I think that's the next time you see Bianca is on the Monday after. And, but I think she's going after Charlotte. Hmm. Charlotte's probably going to call out Becky again and be interrupted by Bianca uh, because they have unfinished business. 
and then maybe they'll make that for a contendership or something, and then Bianca can win that. And then you do a Bianca Becky thing at Super Showdown in t-shirts. Do you think? I don't think Becky goes to Super Showdown. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes or no? Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are still on NXT by August of this year. No, Gargano's gone. Okay, so you think Ciampa's the one that stays? I, I think he has no interest in going elsewhere. And it's loser leaves NXT. So um, I think I think Gargano's called up, and I think you can immediately debut him as a babyface on wherever. And I think you should. He's way he more like to go to Raw. I don't trust like the Shorty G stuff would be terrifying if you're a Gargano fan and putting him on SmackDown. Yeah, but also if Daniel Bryan's picking his opponents, like true, but that's maybe a brief time period where it's like once he picks him and they do that for a couple of months, then it's like what next? We don't know you? how we we don't know who's going to be in charge of writing um, SmackDown stuff then. But I wouldn't use Shorty G as an example, given that Chad Gable's always been treated like shit. Yeah. Even before he was wearing a Space Jam outfit. You know what I just thought about? Is there not going to be a Triple H and Shane McMahon wrestling match this year? Are they both going to miss it? Yeah, that's the, the word, which is kind of a bummer. No, that's amazing. Like, I'm very happy about that, but that's just weird, kind of. Like, it's just been a thing where we're just waiting for Triple H's... WrestleMania match to get back involved when we've been waiting for Shane McMahon to do something He's that he probably, to do. Triple H is probably ashamed because I think it was last year where he had that really bad intro that looked like a Nintendo 64 game of like, it was supposed to be a play on um, Mad Max except it was two years too late and it looked like <laughs> shit and now he's just like, I can't show my face around here anymore. Hmm. I'm surprised Triple H hasn't worked an NXT show yet and I feel like that's something that could still happen. That honestly wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't know what you do, but... Uh, Matt Riddle. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Because Matt Riddle, you get on to him about just being a bro and a punk and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't think you have to make it too much. It's like... he's a, Triple H is a different character there, and I don't think... I don't get the vibe that Triple H would care about that. Hmm. I, I think it's probably something that you would do with Ciampa. Um, but I don't know what's left for him either. Like they, they got to do some refreshing of NXT. Well, you have options. You have Austin theory sitting there. You have uh local legend, Cesar Bonani wait in the wings, Cameron Grimes with his hat. He's ready for that little small together. cowboy. I do like yeah. him. Um, yeah, I don't and know. Keller cross is obviously going to be a big part of it for a while. Damian priest is probably ready for an elevation to judge Kovic swerve Scott. Um, yeah, you have people there. Um, Kona the problem is favorite. they're all just like sitting in this weird mid-card hell where they're like, I want Keith Lee's title. No, I want Keith Lee's title. And no one's like, I want Adam Cole's title. Mainly because they're all bigger than Adam Cole. I don't think Dream should be there much longer. I think he's also being called up. Uh, maybe sooner than uh, the night after Mania. But i put him on SmackDown. Hmm. Yeah, I probably would too. I also I think, would drop the Velveteen part of his character. I don't think it matters. I think it does. Like there's I a difference would drop between, the like, I'm stealing your wife part and of the man. Right? Like there's a difference between Honky Tonk Man and the man. Yeah, once Becky Lynch. Well, what I'm saying is I think like The Rock, if he was just the rambunctious rock versus The Rock. Like there's just 
you got to drop that adjective. The Velveteen part of it, like, you can still keep little bits of it, but, like, the Dream sounds like future world champion if he just calls, like, he calls himself Dream in his promos anyway. I'm still super high on Dream. The injury mm-hmm. stuff scares me a little bit, but he should just be the Dream. Like, he should be called up as the Dream. I'm sure something like that will happen. But if it's the Velveteen Dream, I think that's mid-Carter forever. Probably. I, I'm curious what they do there. Names um, matter. I, I, I they do. Will not, I will not die on that. I mean, I will die on that hill. I just think there's certain things where it's like, nope, how you sound. Dolph Ziggler does not sound like a 10-time world champion. That is not a good name. No, he never sounded like a champ. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, certain people, it, it's a problem, and other people, it aren't. Um, I like that Dominic Dijakovic picked this long-ass name that will absolutely be changed to Dominic Dijak by the time he gets to the like he called just up be Dijak when he gets called up like that should just be Dijak. I don't know. Can't Dijak, Dijak, Dijak. Yeah. That was his his name in Ring of Honor was uh, I Donovan think his real last name. Is it really? Yeah, I don't sure think it's so. Chris Dijak. I could be wrong. I thought it's Dijak. Am I wrong? Hang on. I'm, I'm looking it up. Uh Christopher James Dijak. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't under, I think I don't know why you picked a long outlast name. Maybe they wanted to make him like possibly an evil foreigner and they just never yeah. went that way. But um, yeah, I think that's an easy shortening that will work out well. Yeah, I agree. Also, he's fucking good. He is good. Did you know him and Keith Lee used to have a friendship? Yes, but now they have a rivalry. They do. One that will never end because they will fight forever. Who fights forever longer, them or uh, Gargano Ciampa? Um, I still think it's uh, what is it? Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Hmm, I could see that. I think they'll just keep going back to that at some point. Like Dijak signed with this company three years ago. I mean, that happens. Velveteen Dream signed with this company a long-ass time ago. I don't know. It's just crazy to think about like how long some of these guys have already been here, and they weren't actually on the indies that long. Um, Remember how long Ben 10 was there? Yeah. And, yeah. And everyone's like, no, he just needs to leave to show everyone that he's really good. <laughs> and uh, maybe he needs to leave AEW to show everyone he's really good. I don't know. Because that ain't Without it. Looking, who is the Intercontinental Champion right now? It's Braun, because I remember them setting that up okay. this week. But if you asked me last week, I would have had no idea. <laughs> I only I know because I really like that segment any this other week. Champion. I forget that. It, like, Andrade's not even there, and I know Andrade's the US champ. But I, I thought it was AJ Styles as of this week. Mm. Apparently, go. that was like two champs ago. Yeah. Um, are we excited about uh, Jeff Hardy and Nia Jax coming back soon? No. But yeah, oh, actually, you know, the Nia Jax-Becky feud, that kind of actually makes sense. Because they never really went to that. She's been out a long time. Has she blew her years? knees out. When was the last time we saw her? Where's Will? Call up Will. How long has it been since Nia Jax was on television? I think it was Mania, because she had that bad tag match with Tamina. Uh, Good God. Which I is kind of redundant. That. Oh my God. I forgot all about that. Everyone Tamina returned to the Royal Rumble and hasn't been on TV since. And she got eliminated really quick. Who yeah. Was it Bianca? I think so. It was one yeah. of those things where I'm like, oh no, they're putting Tamina in there. I hope everyone's protecting themselves. Well, then do you like, I think she like charged at 
Bianca and like Bianca just it was really sad where she like charged at her and then just like immediately went over and that was it. I wasn't um, I wasn't sad about it. No, because she's uh not good. Yeah. Um Jeff Hardy though, I'm okay with him coming back. I think he makes sense on SmackDown. Uh but he has to come back with the Endeavor after. Totally. Yeah, there's no question. Now that Matt's gone, there is no reason that this dude should not have that theme song. I think that my favorite trolling would be if Matt Hardy leaves that you push Jeff Hardy to the moon again and sign him. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I mean, why not? Smack if he can boring as hell. Like, if he can still go, sure. For sure. I would absolutely put... You should always push Jeff Hardy if you can. People like Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he's really good. Also, there's rumors that Matt Hardy might not actually leave. That would be a problem. There's worse rumors that he might do broken stuff in NXT. Which no, thank you. would be a huge problem. <laughs> I just... No, thanks. I think we're good on Matt Hardy. Like, even the Dark Order stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, is it really going to be that interesting if he's the leader? I think what would be more interesting is Christopher Daniels being the leader. I don't know who would be the leader to make that interesting to me. I'm not fascinated by this at all. Um, I'm also not, like, a huge AEW fan, but I try to see, like, the good stuff there. Um, the The Dark Order, I don't care. I don't think there's anybody you could put in charge to make them look less like geeks. Hmm. All right, they're okay. They're getting better. I just think the most compelling way they could go would be Christopher Daniels and bring back the Fallen Angel stuff. I think that would be quite neat. Probably would be. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Aren't they going to do that in the next like week or two? I think so. But if it's Matt Hardy, I don't know how that works because I don't know what his contract ends and all that kind of stuff. His contract ends today. Is it really? Oh yeah, yeah. it's like early. Today's the day. Hmm. But um who knows what happens. Yeah. All right, Paul Griffin. That's all I've got. Um, is there anything else you would like to plug or talk about before we get out of here? Uh not really. If people want to listen to more wrestling talk, uh, they got RPR weekly wrestling talk on Wednesdays. And uh that's it. What is our website? Just go to rbrwrestling.com. Yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch of websites, but that's the easiest one. You can figure it out. You got the internet. If you subscribe to a podcast before, you can find it. I enjoy it. Um, I was on it a couple weeks ago when I was out at the AW show. Called in. We should. Uh, you should come back and do the one after Mania when you're like, I can't believe Drew McIntyre closed that show. I'll call in. I'll, I'll do it. If Drew McIntyre closes the show, I promise you, I'll I'll call in. Good. Um, and I'll also be at your wedding in like nine months. Oh, yeah. Months? Seven months? Six hey, months? you just got to save the date. No one sent you an invite. Oh, is that all that means? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what's the difference? Uh, I think it's to alert people that you'll be expecting an invite. And oh, shit. you can prepare for I it. I got ahead of myself. Yeah. I'm we haven't sent all... invites yet. Oh, what is the point of it? I don't even understand what... This is how single I am. Why would you... Why... What's the point of both? I think the save the date's supposed to go out like at least six months before so people can start mentally preparing for travel. And then the invite is, I don't know, I like never knew these two months before. Things. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Okay. We're, we're still preparing. We don't really know what we're doing. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Got excited for nothing. Might not even get the final invite. This can be really awkward. Yeah, might, you might not get an invite. <laughs> We got some addresses wrong, and some people never got save the dates. Sorry for them. More for yeah. me. I mean, less stuff for us to pay for, so that's cool. Yeah, that's true. Like, sorry. Um, maybe I can talk Maxwell into a road trip. 
Will's going to be pretty close. Why would you talk Maxwell into a road trip? Because Maxwell can uh, drive down from Trump. Illinois. He's gonna, he's gonna drive he's gonna from go Chicago from to, to Atlanta. <laughs> yes. The the drive from Atlanta to Houston sucks. Yeah, you did that, right? The Louisiana that, uh, specifically you is didn't the worst. You drove, didn't you? Yeah, I like driving. Yeah. Um but driving through Louisiana is absolute hell and I don't recommend it. Can't so keep that in mind. It. Also, like Atlanta to Houston's a cheap flight. Is it? What yeah, is it? Atlanta's such a big hub and Houston's a big hub. It's probably like you could probably get a flight for a hundred bucks. Oh nice. Yeah. Well, I'll be there, Paul Griffin, if I get the Round final trip. invite. You'll probably get it. And uh, I'm definitely playing the... I, I need you to come out to the Undisputed theme and do the Kyle O'Reilly guitar stuff as you're I don't, coming out for the Honestly, don't know what we're doing yet, but we'll figure it out. Undisputed era. It's time. I don't think Stephanie watches enough uh, in NXT to get it. Go viral, Paul. That would immediately do numbers on TikTok. Immediately do numbers. I don't want to install TikTok. <laughs> I don't either. I got enough. We sound old. Yeah, well, TikTok's for children, so. I guess, yeah. All right, Don't Paul. need to be there. Well, this has been great. As always, thank you for making the time on a Sunday morning. Uh, I will talk to you soon, buddy. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Thank you uh, to the wonderful guests for coming on today's show. Thank you. Uh, to my wonderful listeners for listening to today's episode. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Um, if you like today's episode, leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple. It would be great. Um, it helps the show continue to grow, and I would very much appreciate it. Uh, you can also support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Um For as little as $5 a month, it helps the show keep the lights on. So that would be a great help to me as well. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas. You could go to chase Thomas podcast.com, which has all of my stuff, all my episodes ever, um, links to everything that you need. Um, and all of my writing that, uh, I'm doing fairly often these days, um, on the NFL, on NBA, on college football, on pro wrestling. I write about everything. I write a lot. Um, so go read me on that front. So if you're not tired of listening to me, you can also read me. Um, so that's awesome. But, uh, I think that's enough self-promotion from me for one episode. Uh, I hope you continue listening. That would be great. And uh, I will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.